You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friend, and welcome back. I'm joined today by Dr. Lydia Martinez, a licensed Christian mental health counselor. Did I say that correctly, Dr. Lydia? A licensed mental health counselor, but I practice Christian counseling. Today we're starting a five-part series. It's called Communication 101. And I think that's something that we can all benefit from. Why is communication so important? Oh, because I think it's the way that we build relationships. This is how we build rapport. This is how you get a feel for what someone else's heart is. You can hear when someone's being genuine. You can hear in their voice when they're sad. You can hear what their intentions are. I mean, sometimes that can be masked, of course. Right. But what better way to learn communication, right, than to sit down and see what God, what the Bible says about it. And not only that, but when we think of communication, don't you think about talking? Yes. <laughs> yes. The hard part for most of us is our topic today, which is listening. Right. And that's the part we're going to talk about today, which is really the receiving end. I have students that work for me. I have interns that work for me. And it's really interesting to watch them make that shift because we are taught to talk socially and socially is almost like playing tennis. So I'll ask you how you are and you'll answer and you'll ask me how I am. And then I'll ask you, how was your day? And then you'll ask me, how was my day? And that's social talk. Right. But when we are really listening to someone, it's more than just social talking. Listening is like putting down your racket, not playing tennis, and and just allowing the other person to continue to shoot back at you. And what you give back to them isn't your opinion, isn't your own stuff. It's really more you give back to them what is theirs. And that's hard because that's we're not programmed that way. We're programmed to say, you know, oh, how are you? Me? Oh, me too. Me. Uh, you went shopping today? Oh, so did I. I went to the grocery store. What did you get? It. I got this, you know, so then it, it comes off like what you relate to rather than you listening to, right. which is good. I mean, and I think on the surface that helps, but listening, oh, that active listening is so powerful. God is the master communicator. He communicates love, speaks to us, but he also listens. And in Psalm 116, verse 2, it says, Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Just that visual, God is actively listening, not only with his ears, not only with his heart, but he's physically leaning in to hear what we have to say. And he is the initiator. 1 John 4, 19 says that we love because he first loved us. And then he gives us the Holy Spirit as a helper. So I think as believers, we have an extra gift or help in being able to learn how to actively listen well. I agree. And you know, what a visual, huh? His posture that he would come to our level. Lily, if you're going to be a good listener, that's what we have to do. We have to change our posture to go to the level of who we're trying to listen to. And it works with kids too. When you have a small child, it's better if you, you know, crouch down to them, you bend yeah. down to their level and you ask them or you talk to them. Changes that position of authority. You are taking a one down position on purpose, but you're electing to. 
it's different than you being pulled down or if you are are made to do it. You know, you're not being made to be submissive. You're electing to get down to their level, which is really nice. So I think what we put down first in communication 101 was is to pray first. How, how do you know where to start? And I, and I really think praying first helps. We all want to be heard. We all want to be understood. And that's what really fosters deep connections. And I think starting, because listening is an act of love, and like you said, patience, it's a ministry, really, then starting in the Word, where we can learn from God and learn about God, and then receive that Holy Spirit help, then praying, especially when it's somebody that you need to, that maybe needs to express some pain or some hurts, that's hard for a lot of people, because hard, painful things, we, we, we want to mask those and say, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. It's a gift to sit with somebody through their pain and listen all the way to the bottom. Yeah. And that's like what the Bible says. We are built to be in community. We're not built to be alone. We're built to carry each other's cross. When we carry each other's cross, we're helping each other through it. That doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. That means that we have to be active listeners. And active listeners, it really takes a lot of energy to do that. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about that posture of the Lord, making eye contact with somebody. And you know, sometimes people are talking to me and I'm getting a text and I'm looking at my phone or I'm distracted by a conversation next to me and really being present and having your body facing them or even leaning in and making that eye contact shows that availability. I'm here for you. Yeah, that posture is very important. And we are so distracted. I saw a little cartoon the other day. It has a, a, a guy sitting on a lounge chair and he's got heads, headphones on and he's reading something. He's got the music blaring and he, there's a bubble coming out from him where he's thinking, how come I don't hear God anymore? So <laughs> I thought, you know, how funny. What a visual, huh? Yes, absolutely. And that goes perfectly with our our episode today about listening because training our ear to hear God. It's hard to hear from God if you're not quieting yourself and focusing on Him because the world is is competing for our attention. And it's noisy, a lot of a lot of white noise, a lot of just distraction, definitely. So I think the second one we were going to bring up was listening to understand and not respond. Oh, that's a hard one for me. I want to fix your problem. Yeah. And I think what happens is you, when we listen to respond, like we immediately want to come up with a solution, you know, which, which may put a nice little bandaid on the top of it, but, um, you know, listening without responding, sometimes people will actually give you the answer to their own problem. Yeah. We give them enough time to talk and think it through. If we are good sounding board for it. How much more valuable is it when they can find their own truths that you can help lead them? I have a very good friend and she called me this week and she was upset about something. (laughs) And I right away jumped in and said, no, 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 but wait that because I'm I'm a protector as well. I'm very protective of her. So I was like, no, 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 we're not going to let them do that. And she said, Lisa, I just need you to let me process this. I just need, I need you to let me, I'm not calling for advice. 
And I said, okay, Lord, which is why I decided we need to do a podcast on listening because I heard her. And what she was saying is, I already know what the right thing to do is. I've, I'm already, she always makes the right decisions. She already knew what she was going to do, but she needed to process the pain that it was going to take her to get to that decision. And I thought, you know, this is really a blessing to have somebody call you and say, I just need you to help me work this out by hearing me out. Right. You have already established a good rapport with her enough for her to be able to be honest with you and not think, is this going to be a make it or break it deal? Is this going to hurt our relationship? I mean, she, she is honest enough that she can lean on you and then tell you what she needs. There's also a, a risk of hurting your feelings, but you have a good enough relationship with her that she was able to say that with you. And that, that just speaks to, you must have nurtured that relationship, both of you on each end, that it's solid enough that you could be honest with each other, yeah. but it is so important. And that just is really a good example of playing tennis. The ball comes to you and what are you going to do? You want to throw it back at the same rate or even better. But what she was asking you to do was just, can you just hang on to them for it? Let me throw them your way until I, I can figure out through yeah. this conversation, just catch them on the other side, put them in the basket. Don't, don't give them back to me. Yeah. And if you're a verbal processor, like I'm definitely a verbal processor, then that's an important relationship. Like somebody that you can trust that will let you get messy for a minute, just because she had, a, she already knew what the answer was. She just needed to talk about how painful the process of getting there was. Right. And if you're a fixer and you have the best intentions or you're a protector, sometimes you'll shut those people down. You know, no, everything's going to be fine. It'll be fine. You'll see everything's going to be fine. I know, but I just need to talk about it for a minute. Mm -hmm. And it's slowing down and not giving an immediate response, but just listening where that person is coming from. Sometimes people will be telling you a story, you know, and sometimes if you'll notice, like they almost walk you through it. Like it's yes. a, like a video description. Yeah. I walked in the door. I looked, <gasps> I was scared. I, I saw, I dropped, I walked, you know, and you're meanwhile, sometimes you may be thinking, just get to the point. Why are you, what, what was, had nothing to do with the door or walking or learning or, uh, you know, so sometimes they have to like relive the whole thing with you for them to uh, re-experience it. And it's just really important that we slow down, that we allow them to talk. Don't give our opinions so readily. Just listen to what it is. What's the point? What, what are, where are they coming from? And you'd be surprised that that act of listening is so important that Many times I've had sessions where people will, I will just stay quiet and listen the whole time. And 45 minutes later, uh, the, after somebody's been venting for 45 minutes, they're like, oh, say, I feel so much better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, great. Well, and I didn't do anything but listen, but it takes a lot of energy. You know, it takes a lot of focus, it takes a lot of energy. Um, and it takes, it takes humility because you're placing value on the other person's feelings and the other person's experience right if you can just place more value on the other rather than your time or what you need to get done just stop 
for a moment and really place some value on, on what they need to speak, what truths they need to express. It does help, I have to tell you. The next one is about asking questions, asking questions of the heart. Now you want to really be careful with the kind of questions that you ask. There's two types of questions that you can ask. There's close-ended questions, which are going to get answers like yes or no, which kind of shut down the communication. Mm. Or you can ask open-ended questions. Like I always think of like a detective, who, what, when, where, how, those kind of questions. If you start with one of those words, who, what, when, where, how, uh, they're more open-ended. The open-ended questions, let them dig deeper. Right. Let people kind of yeah, ask like, them questions. Look, if, you, if you did A versus B, what would that look like in the end? Mm-hmm. And letting them process, well, what, what would that look like? How would that be seen? How would that, you know, how would that decision affect me and those around me? Right. Or just asking like, that must be very painful. Like, how, how do you feel? Right. And letting them go there and talk about it and, mm-hmm. and um, open up those little doors that we all have locked in our hearts. If you ask questions that are open-ended, you're going to generate more conversation. You're going to uh, open the conversation. But if you ask the, the kind of questions that get a yes or no answer, you're going to shut it down. You know, yeah. so it, it all depends. And it also on what... shows concern. Yeah, it shows it that does. you're interested, that you're engaging. Mm-hmm. And you know what, what the naughty word is in asking questions? You know, what's a question that you don't ask if you really genuinely want it, want someone to open up to you? What? Oh, this is a no-no. Let's see if I've done it. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> when you start with why. I was going to say, why did you do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Very a bad. judgmental. But why did you say that? Why did you do that? Oh. Well, I think that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Why? You you want to totally more than just shut them down? That would just completely, that would lock the door. That would not just shut the door, it would lock it with a padlock and one of those little chains and, right. you know, oh yeah, forget it. That's a big no-no. So that would really turn people off to listening, to talking. They would say, there's something about that person that, I don't know, I talk to them and, you know, and they just, I don't want to talk to them, you know, right. and it's that, that why word. You don't bring that up. I had a case where every time that the child would fall off a bike or spill something, the first thing he would say is, why did you do that? Or kid. I mean, why did he fall off the bike? Why did he spill something? I know. These are things that happen. Right. Okay? Yeah. I always say, it, was it intentional? Because accidents happen, things, but is it in, was it intentionally done to harm you? Right, right, right. I think what happened in this father's case is that this is what he was taught. Okay. This is how they spoke to him. Wow. And he didn't even intentionally realize that he was being judgmental. Fast forward, when they came to see me for therapy, it sprouted from his poor communication, poor relationship skills. So the kid always felt judged. And he said, oh, I can remember. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can remember since I was little. You always And and we traced it back. And he just had to tweak a little bit of his talk. And he had to stay away from that from that no, no word. Right. Why? That's a good and word. Once he did that, you know, with a few other things, it, it just, it really made a big turnaround in his relationship with his son. I think also listening for direction for your prayers at my, at my desk, where I sit often and talk about important things with others, I have a notepad. 
and I can flip through and see, oh, as simple as two people today that I know have family members giving birth in high risk areas. So I wrote down in this morning, when, yesterday, when I looked at my calendar, I'm like, oh, tomorrow these two people are, so I remember to pray. Just listening, and when you hear something that maybe you think that person's not ready to address yet, or you don't really feel comfortable going there with them, but I can jot it down and pray for that. Right. For example, if I find somebody's very angry today, very angry at a situation, well, then I can pray that they would, God would give them forgiveness, soften their heart, and I, I can just jot it down. Mm -hmm. So a reminder to pray for others. That's a really good way to help you focus to listen. Definitely. Right. So the next one I have here is don't offer advice unless asked. Ooh, my goodness. That's a hard one. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> How about asking first? Asking, are you, do you want to talk about this because you need some direction or do you just need to talk about it? Oh, but that's not a how, who, what, when, where, how question. I know, but I just really want to tell them. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? It's really it is hard. hard. It's hard when you're a black and white person, you see things clearly. You're like, oh no, you should do this. Don't say this. No, it's hard. Zip it. Zip yeah. it. We're listening. Yeah. We have two ears. We're slow yeah. to speak and quick to listen. Yeah, but I think that it comes from a good place. You know, yeah. if you really love someone, you see them getting hurt, you, you want to tell them, Oh, well then don't, don't do that again. You know, <laughs> you want to just very easily, but it's so, it's so hard because if you tell them you're robbing them of the opportunity of doing it themselves, right? You know, so that that's what I have to tell myself when I'm listening to people, I hear things that are very obvious. I have to tell myself, okay, if I just spit out a quick answer for them, then I am robbing them of the opportunity to take care of themselves. Right. You know? So you have to, it's like a little dance. You have to learn to lead by listening right. and allowing them to come to the same conclusions by asking them the who, what, when, where, how questions to point them in that direction. You know, and sometimes they go right to the target. And sometimes I have been so pleasantly surprised and I hear like a whole new resilient answer pop out of nowhere. And I'm like, wow, look at what they had inside of them that we could have totally missed the boat had I just said, I think you need to do the closest distance from A to B is here, right. you know, but sometimes people need to explore that in them. So yeah, that and more than knowing what to do is why am I doing it? If I just give them advice, then yeah. they're not understanding. And, and that just takes a lot of practice, a lot of time. You know what you can do instead of offering advice? And this is the next one is to paraphrase and paraphrasing. The definition of paraphrasing is really giving back the same answer, but in your own words. Okay. I think this is brilliant because sometimes we talk and we don't hear ourselves. Right. And when you say, hmm, what I hear you saying is this, or is this how you're feeling? Or is this what you wanted to say? Sometimes they'll say, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. And then they hear themselves right. and they can adjust. And maybe that's even a truth in their heart that they had that needs the adjustment. Right. But I think that's so important to say it back to them. 
And I think that paraphrasing is really a very powerful, active listening tool. Again, whenever I have like a um, new therapist working under me and they say, well, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to say to them. And I say, well, you don't say anything. You, you listen to their words and you just continually give it back to them, continually give it back to them. It's so powerful because at the end of the session, you will see people say, wow, I've never been heard like that before. Thank wow. you for everything you said. And, uh, and I'm thinking, I just said what you said. <laughs> yeah. I just repeated it back to you, but I think it's very powerful when people feel heard. When people feel like whatever has been going on inside of their head or their heart and they spill it out into someone else and they don't get judged or they're not like pinned against the corner or it's turned back on them. When they're free to think through those feelings with another person, right. wow, it just, it empowers them. Isn't that what God does to us? Like in First Peter, I think it's 5-7. 517 i'm not sure yet 57 i think it says cast your anxieties on him you know why because he cares for you right god allows us to come to him and i think sometimes we get into depending on what church you were raised in we can get to this thing where we just come and we pray lord bless me bless my day help others da, da, da. And we don't get to have that expression like David had, like, I'm feeling depressed. I'm a worm. What is my life meaning? You can come to God and say, God, I made this huge mistake and I need your forgiveness and I feel horrible. What, what's the right thing to do? Or if somebody else has hurt you, God, you, I'm so deeply hurt by what was done and I'm feeling disillusioned and I'm feeling disappointed. And I can do that because I know that God is listening and he cares about me. He's not going to say, oh, that's the wrong way to think or you're, you're not right or look what you did. No, he cares for me. He's going to hear me out and he's going to let me talk about it. And then the Holy Spirit is going to redirect my thoughts, my words and my actions. And I think that's one of the great principles in listening is, are you listening to lead others to God? And then we'll talk more about that one next time because, wow, we need to unpack that one. We need to really talk about that one in such a way that, that we're not just listening just to listen, but we're listening with speaking truth and love, which will be yes. part two. Right. But before we move to part two, let's recap what we learned today in part one, listening to pray first so that we can get our hearts and our heads in the right position. To listen, to understand, not to respond, to ask questions of the heart, which include the who, what, when, how, and where questions, and definitely don't ask yes or no questions. Those usually start with or the why, you, or, or definitely not the why. Don't ask any questions with the why. Why did you? Oh, that's a big no-no. Ask instead questions of the heart. And step four, don't offer advice unless asked. Instead, step five, paraphrase to clarify. And then number six, we never even mentioned it, but don't interrupt. I'm, I'm really bad about this one. But step six, you know, is just listen, slow down, breathe, let them talk and let the pace happen. I can't wait to talk next week or hear more about speaking truth and love in part two. How about you, Lisa? I can't wait to hear it. And I just want to encourage everyone with a few quick scriptures before we go. God is listening. He is listening to you right now. He's listening to the cries of your heart. 
he's listening to your anxious thoughts and it says in Isaiah 65 24 before they call I answer them and while they are still speaking I will hear them and first John 4 6 teaches us that God listens to us and Proverbs 12 15 says fools think that their way is the right way but the wise listen to others Jeremiah 29 12 says call to me come and pray because I God will listen and lastly Psalm 50 verse 15 and it reads call to me in times of trouble and I will not only answer you but I will rescue you we have a God that cares for us we have a God that listens and we have a Holy Spirit that's our helper that can not only heal our hearts but it can lead us in listening to help others heal their hearts and their hurts so thank you for listening today and thank you Dr. Lydia for taking time out for another episode and I look forward to next time. Would you like to close us out in prayer? Oh yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that you do this. I know it's a lot of work on your end, all the tech stuff. I'm really impressed with how you have really grown with all the techie stuff. I don't even understand it. I'm going to well, be I'm honest. I'm thankful that I get <laughs> a one hour or 30 minute counseling session every week with you. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that our listeners can tune in to Therapy Thursdays and learn on how to better their relationship with God and better their relationship with others. Mm, let's pray. Uh, thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do, that you provide, that you take care of us, that you uh, even give us this technology that we can use so that we can reach other people. I pray that those who are listening today would clear out their minds, their hearts, that they would look at you, that they would listen to your word, that they would soften their hearts so that the Holy Spirit can speak to them, that they would be obedient to whatever it is that is on the other side of that message. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Until next time, friend. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?